the free for all roundtable. Round two. On round two, and like I say, Dowson is here, Montreal-based radio commentator and pundit. Bob Reed is a principal at BroadwayStrategy.com and the man behind Touchdowns and Fumbles, which is heard on Fridays. Lindsay Broadhead, strategic communications and public affairs advisor, is here as well. And actually, let me start with, um, and like I say, Dowson on this one, because you have a poll, different pulse probably about whether or not there is going to be an election. Uh, Thomas Mulcair writing a column predicting there will be a federal election in the next year. I'm not convinced because I think there's a little bit too much jeopardy for Justin and he doesn't want to get burned twice. I agree. I'm not convinced at all either. And the people I know on the Hill, both in the Liberal Party and in the NDP, are really quite anxious to make this uh, this CASA agreement, uh, the, the, I forget what it stands for now. Anyway, this kind of cooperative, oh yeah, cooperation and supply agreement. Yes. Work, right? Because it's an, unpre- it hasn't happened in ages, like since the 60s. And potentially a lot could get done that would be really good for Canadians. We saw it with daycare and we saw it with the dental program, which is so far only uh, applied to kids. But I think there's a lot of people waiting, thinking, geez, you know what? I would really like that dental program to kick in. How many of us haven't been to the dentist in years? Like quite a few of us, I suspect, amongst uh, those listening, and myself included. It's really expensive. So, I mean, you know, I think Tom is watching this. It's not an easy alliance, and I think the NDP is getting impatient. But I don't think it's in anybody's interest to call an election. I think also the liberals are waiting for Pierre Poilievre to have enough rope to hang himself with. You know, like he has he didn't do well in that by-election in the Toronto area. And his message doesn't seem to be catching on. Uh, So the longer he's there, hopefully, I think they're hoping the more damage he'll do to the the conservative brand. Okay, and Bob Reed, the one thing I found compelling in Thomas Mulcair's presentation, he was on the show earlier this morning, was the timeline as it matches up with Justin Trudeau's career ambitions. And he doesn't want to leave just now, but if he leaves an election too long, Canadians could be sick of him. Yeah, this is the the tightrope that he's that he's on right now. Um, uh, if if Justin Trudeau were going to take a walk in the snow yeah. over Christmas, then I think that uh, Mulcair's scenario is is quite likely. So, uh, very early in the new year, Trudeau announces he's done. That gives time for a change of leadership uh, in the spring, setting the stage for a fall election. That's one timeline that would make sense all the way around. If he's staying then you're right it gets it gets a, a lot dicier in terms of his best before date in the view of canadians uh and and the poiliev factor because i think Anne's right that uh, uh they may be sitting and waiting giving him giving poiliev some time to define himself through his own actions that's that's one strategy the other would be to pull a pin fairly quickly before he has a chance to really establish uh his his, his brand as potential prime minister, which is very different from the brand that you have when you're a new party leader, when you're winning a leadership. So, uh, as I say, it's a, it's a tightrope walk. I wouldn't want to bet hard one way or the other, but to me, the determining factor is Trudeau, does he stay or does he go? Yeah, and Lindsay Broadhead, everybody, I think this morning has read the column that Thomas Mulcair wrote. Um, the more he talked, the more I thought, okay, maybe, but I still think Justin Trudeau doesn't necessarily have his finger on the button like Mr. Burns. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the answer is, of course, I don't know yeah. if there'll be election or not. Um, it, I don't really feel there's a, a a real strong public drive to desire one. That's for sure. I huh. took two things out of um, Mulcair's piece um, that were, I think, compelling. One was this idea of um, Trudeau would want to... Uh, uh, rid themselves of the NDP partnership before Jagmeet did. So there's that push and pull, and they'll be ha- they'll have to read the the tea leaves a little bit in terms of who might jump ship on that that loose partnership uh, first. So that could be an interesting consideration. And the other, of course, are just all of the b- big, broad social tensions at play right now um, that could be used to um, trigger certainly interprovincial conflict but will drive the need to have a federal leader step forward. So this is, of course, healthcare, our economy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything coming uh, to a headwind. And certainly uh, Pierre Polyev and his team are trying to create that that conflict and that narrative in the idea of Canada, quote unquote, being broken. So, you know, do we, don't we believe in that as Canadians? That That may come more to play. Okay, well, one thing that might give him pause is that his government seems to have a serial problem with ethics violations. The latest is Trade Minister Mary Eng. Her office hired one of her besties, a friend of over 20 years, to do work on behalf of the government. It's not the dollar figures that uh, I think people are worried about. It's whoever thought this was a good idea. But anyway, once the ethics violation ruling came out yesterday, she did apologize somewhat desultorily in the House. I have taken and I am taking full responsibility for my actions. I should have recused myself, and I'm sincerely sorry for not having done so. Yeah, Bob Reach doesn't sound all that sorry. Uh, no, and I'm, I'm a little conflicted on this one because uh, the issue is she needed media training. She needed it in a hurry and went to a friend who is, who is in that business. And <laughs> that being a, a, a service that I provide to public officials, and, and I've been there when there's a quick, urgent need for it. And the internal discussion is, who do we know who does this? We got to get this done now. We got to get her in, in with somebody who can, who can get her into shape really fast. It moves quickly. So, uh, you know, on the granular details, I'm I'm a little conflicted on it. Sure. Uh, at the thirty thousand foot level, yeah, it's it's clearly an ethics violation, as you noted. It's a it's a small dollar amount, but even setting that aside, hey, the prime minister has been found guilty of ethics violations for far more serious matters, and it hasn't mattered a whit to the Liberal Party's fortunes and and to what people think overall. Which I think that should give us pause for concern at a fundamental level, if the ethics commissioner says, yeah, you're guilty, this is wrong, and they go, uh, sorry, and that's the end of it? Well, yeah, that's, okay. that's troubling. Let me ask you a quick question, though, Bob. I mean, in because you know you have friends who are in government who might want to hire you because of your skills. Don't you just have yeah. to fill out a disclaimer or something in government and say, by the way, this is a friend of mine? Uh, that's that's part of the process, and there's also there's also a dollar figure limit that there's 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 not a competition required at the provincial level anyway uh, for contracts under ten thousand. They're saying you know if it's a small thing that you need in a hurry, okay, that's that's fine with the proviso that you declare any potential conflict. Okay, and like I say, Dowson, uh, what do you see here? I see a kind of a level of sloppiness that I don't like, but I, I mean, I take the earlier points, which is that, you know, sometimes in the heat of a crisis, people reach out to the people they know. That's just human nature. 
um, and people that are familiar to them. So, uh, you know, there's a bit of that. But the, the, the key thing is disclosure. This, this stuff has to be public. That's public money that's being spent in ways that aren't uh, transparent or fair. Like you're supposed to deal with, you're supposed to follow the merit principle in public office and in public service. So, you know, the stuff with Trudeau and going to visit the Aga Khan and all that, that just made me really queasy. I don't like that kind of in-crowd, in-group dynamic in government. I think it, you have to fight really assiduously to avoid it in, in power. You got to really work it and you got to keep your people on their toes on that stuff, starting with the prime minister. So, I mean, unfortunately, the liberals are a bit known for this kind of stuff. You know, you're in with the in-crowd. Yeah. Uh, to a lesser extent, the Conservatives, too. Uh, you just have to be squeaky clean, like Caesar's wife, you know, that old expression. And I, I find that really irritating because that discredits the political process and the political class, which is that, you know, you're all the same. You're, you know, it's jobs for the boys, blah, blah, blah. That stuff really has to be vigilantly avoided. I want to jump to some other files, including a mother who's now lost in two different courts. She was suing because her daughter was uh, at school and they were doing a smudging ceremony and there was some indigenous uh, hoop dancing. And she says that is a violation of her family's religious freedom. Uh, Lindsay Broadhead, it's worth noting in all of this, they actually sent a letter home telling the parents what was going to happen. So, you know, either she wasn't paying attention or I don't know, maybe she was setting her up for a court case yeah this this story is is disturbing but also silly um the you know the courts arrived at the right conclusion uh the other part of the story of course is that it was later discovered that she was funded uh, by an organization so when she went to appeal again her her court um charges were and and lawyer fees were were covered by this group who had other motivations so uh, you know, I'm broadly, I, you know, a huge supporter of um, our kids being taught about different cultures, different religions. Uh, it's wonderful. I didn't get that full education just by virtue of my age. So um, I, I think it's absolutely wonderful um, and all the better that she was slammed twice in court. And like totally. Say, yeah. And like I say, <laughs> Dosen, it's, you know, it's not like it's some sort of Harry Potter spell. She happened to be in a room when they burned some sage. I know. I find this laughable. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I find it funny. Like, we live in a multicultural society, and the First Nations being the first culture to establish itself here, I think the kids are lucky. And I wish I'd seen that stuff, just as Lindsay was saying. Like, good for the school, and how ridiculous of this woman, who apparently is being backed from by some crazy evangelical something or other. Like, this is just, this is like showbiz for the... I don't know, Christian nationalist or something like Canada is a modern place with a lot of new ideas always being, you know, passed on. And I'm glad that the schools are doing this. Yeah. And Bob Reed, you get last word here. I, I'll have to do an investigation to find out more about this evangelical organization. But I have to think they probably favor Christian prayer in school. They just don't want some indigenous hoop dancing. 
Well, and they're also based in Alberta with the na- with the word freedom in the title of their organization. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think I, I think there aren't a lot of dots to connect there. That this this is a group with an agenda that found uh, somebody who could be their their poster child or poster mother, I guess, whose name was not Karen, by the way. I did look, <laughs> uh, double check that. Uh, so, which is almost as bad, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is here. We are in in supposedly the era of truth and, and reconciliation, where we want the next generation to understand more fully our indigenous peoples and their cultures and heritage Uh, a minor little demonstration class like this you know here are the ceremonies that that are important to these people and here's why Uh, what could be more harmless than that thank you all good to have you